Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to the Mind Mastery Online Radio Show. Okay. Otherwise known as a podcast. <laughs> Available on iTunes. On an iTunes a computer near you. All on an iTunes non-computer near you. That's right. So if you can listen to it through your mobile phone, through your smartphone, you can listen to it through your iPad, you can listen to it by using the Dove Baron app. Yes, you get the Dove Baron app. Yep. It's a bestseller. And you can, where else can you get it? Uh, you can probably get it on, uh, is it on your blog? Yep, it's on my blog on DoveBaron.com. It's all over the place. I mean, you really can't turn around without seeing it somewhere. Exactly. It's kind of omnipresent. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's just a little bit less known than God. <laughs> so just, just, and I mean, yeah. Keep tuning in. <laughs> yeah, one of the days, one of these days, we'll get him on the podcast too. Yeah, or her, or her, depending on how it's feeling <laughs> that day. But nonetheless. Um, we're glad to have you with us. We're very glad to have you with us. And uh, we actually, I was looking at the numbers. This, this a, we've done a lot of podcasts, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've done a lot of these. Over, over 150, I think. Yeah, close to. must be, right? Yeah. So that's pretty great. It pretty is. Pretty great. People all over the world. And uh, you look at that map and it shows us. I know. People just scattered all over the world. And, you know, it's easy to think that. The people who listen to this are the people who, who we know. Yeah, and there are a few of those. Like, yeah, hi, mom. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, not hi, mom, from me. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I know there are, you know, there are lots of people who we know who are listening. Yeah. But there's a lot of people. Like, I just uh, got an email from a guy who has been listening to our podcast for almost a year. Never heard of the guy before, but he says, you know, it really has inspired him. Has really pulled oh, him through. Oh, good. You know, and, and it was, and as you know, I think it was at the um, event you were at last year of ours. There was a lady there. She did a lovely uh, video testimonial for us, and she only knew us through the podcast. Wow! And she'd come up from Idaho or somewhere, you know. So it was really <laughs> cool, you know. And, and such a great range of people too. Mm-hmm. Like this guy who just contacted us. He's maybe twenty, nineteen, twenty. Oh wow! And the lady from Idaho was in her sixties. So it's a pretty cool. Ah, that you is know, great. It's pretty cool that the different people we reach and and who find value out of two blokes talking about interesting stuff. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate you, by the way. We appreciate the the comments that you send and the feedback that you give us. So yeah, please really keep that it. coming. Yeah, keep it coming. And like I said, keep telling your friends about it. Um, as you know now, uh, we've got it added so that. The radio show is also part of these podcasts. That's right. And um, and those are... So it's double your fun. <laughs> double your fun, right. And, of course, the radio shows are a little longer than the podcasts. So if you want a short hit, you can listen to the podcast. If you've got a bit of time, you can listen to the radio show. And they're always lots of fun. And, and we do our best to make sure you've got lots of really solid content information of value to you. Mind expanding. Exactly. Hey, it was Halloween. Did you do anything? I did. What did you do? I dressed up as a rapper, and I went to this little cafe, and Alice in Wonderland sang, and uh, uh, Mad Hatter played a keyboard, and the place was packed. Really? Yeah. Just Wh- down. Where? It was just down in uh, Surrey at the Lamplighter Cafe. Oh, cool. So a real small, like, hole-in-the-wall cafe that right. was kind of, you know, kind of a funky little spot right. in the middle of, like, nowhere in Surrey. <coughs> Hard to find. Sure. Right? And uh, we just... 
I learned something actually interesting because I didn't know where we were going. Right. And I assumed that uh, the lady that was going with me, hi Sophia, knew where she was going. <laughs> I knew where you we assumed. W- yeah, knew where we were going. Keyword, uh, yeah. Keyword search assumed. Yeah. Ass yeah. of you and me. Yeah. So it turns out she didn't really know the name of the place. And she only knew that it was at the corner of these two streets. Right. And you couldn't see it from the corner of these two streets. Uh-huh. So we kind of got in the general area, and then it was like, that he shrugs his shoulders. That's what that pause was, right? Right. You know? And so we ended up driving around, and there it was. Now, if you had watched us the whole time, you would have seen Scott and Sophia get in the car, have this conversation, drive for about 20 minutes, and arrive right where we were supposed to be. Right. Because there was no stopping, pausing, looking, or we're lost, or where is it? It was just... it's a, And cause, and it basically, there was a uh, like a... A row of little offices <coughs> on the inside, of the other side away from the street, was a parking lot where the cafe was. Oh wow! So we just basically you couldn't see anything. Right, it looked like it. dead offices, sure. one level high. Right. That was, and then apartment blocks. That was it. Easy, so easy not to find. Easy not to find. <laughs> so we just like we drove by. Well, that was the street. Well, I don't see anything. Well, turn right. So we just turned right to go around the block and went right into the parking lot. Saw the place. And, and parked. Nice. Yeah. So I was like, I said to her, well, that... The guidance system was working. Yeah, the guidance system was working. And I thought, that's really what happens a lot to me in my life. Is mm. It's kind of generally over there, is it's there. I don't always have a really good idea. I usually have a very poor idea of exactly where. But once I get within, you know, a quarter mile, it just... The radar kicks the in. The radar kicks in, or or she talks to me or something, right? right? And... There we were. She being a higher power, she not being, being Sophia. That's right. <laughs> well, sometimes it's Sophia, but, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it was a, definitely a higher power. Right. And it's just like, oh, they're just sort of guided, right? And like, wow. So it was very. It's cool just to let the intuition kind of. It is. It's a really great thing to do. Uh, to go and to let let that guide you. Yeah. And you never know where it's actually going to go. So everybody in this place, and there must have been at least fifty to sixty, and and on a normal day sitting in the coffee shop might be like if there was 15 it would feel really packed oh really yeah so it was a small place but yeah, they, it was it was tiny but it was packed hmm. everyone was there to listen to them sing and dance and so we had we had vampires and werewolves and superheroes and the whole a rapper which was me and pirate uh, wench which was her well, somebody somebody was saying that that Halloween is is an excuse for for men to show off their muscles and women to dress like hoes. <laughs> I read that. Somebody wrote that on Facebook. <laughs> it's like, I've never seen more hoes and, and bodybuilders than I do on Halloween. Right. And it's kind of, it's, I guess it's kind of true. It can be, certainly in certain parts of Vancouver, definitely. You know, it's true. funny because when I, when I used to dress up for Halloween, uh, in the past, I always kind of dressed ugly. As in, oh. I never prettied myself. It was always an excuse to, you know, look bad rather than good. <laughs> That's because you, know. you look good so often. Oh. All the time. Oh, keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, it's, I, I, I wanted to be unrecognizable. That was always my thing. Okay. So that nobody would ever know it was me. Yeah. That was kind of my thing. So I would put a sheet on and be a ghost. Yeah, well, it's not quite, you know. 
attain the level of your imagination, but like I've gone out with a really ugly woman. She's because uh, I am really an ugly woman. <laughs> There's nothing pretty about my face. Put me in a dress, it's not. You don't pretty. have nice legs. I have great legs, but not for a woman. <laughs> there was one year I was dressed, and uh, Nassim, who's uh, a relative friend um, of ours, you know Nassim. Yeah. And uh, I was in a dress, and she says, "Oh, you've got beautiful legs." I said. Yeah, maybe for a guy that I was in this nasty dress and nasty wig and just nasty makeup. Not pretty. Not pretty. So I'm one of those guys, of course, my, my I have five o'clock shadow, you know, like after you three shave. hours after I've shaved. Yeah, yeah. So, by, you know, if you go to something in the evening, you know, even as a woman, it's like, um, why does that woman have a beard? <laughs> this is the bearded lady from the circus. Right, right. I think Halloween's interesting though because I think it gives people this permission to to step out. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of like it's permission. And by that, I don't mean obviously people have a lot of drinks or whatever, but there's just something in the process of dressing up that yeah. gives people permission to. Act. You know, we talked about in the last podcast that a great actor embodies. Yes. They, they don't act; they embody the character. Yeah. And I think that the person who really has a great time at Halloween embodies being the character they're dressed as and it's kind of that costume gives them permission yeah. to be go from being shy to being gregarious or, or you know yeah expanding their horizons and yeah. being something that they don't maybe feel like they can be the rest yeah. of the year which is sad they should we should have Halloween every day we went out one year a friend of mine and I and I went out as a Highlander. Oh, yeah. Right, just kilt and all the gear, you know. And uh, as the, and with blue wall paint on and all the rest of the stuff. And he went out, and he is, he's 6'2", six 6'3", six slim, athletic, and very pretty. Like, he's one of those guys who was handsome pretty. Uh-huh. You know? um, certainly was back then. You know, by then, he was only in his mid-20s. And he had long, blonde hair naturally wow so he's ha- we did his hair up in a in a french chiffon bun <laughs> so it was like this this nice ladies do right. tight black dress with and we actually painful for him but we duct taped his boobs together <laughs> so he didn't have false boobs he actually had duct tape with a low cut oh, okay which was excruciatingly painful for him when we took it off i have oh, to tell you he was like yeah you know talking about taking a band-aid off <laughs> yeah it actually ripped his skin. It actually caused damage. It was very painful. But he had this dress on. He had the, the, the cleavage. And, and he had little high heels on. So he was already, you know, he's like 6'5 now right. in these heels. And we go out to this club. And he never missed a beat. From the minute we got in the car to the minute we came home at God knows what hour, like 4 in the morning, he never missed a beat. He remained a woman. The entire wow. night, he held his drink like a woman, he walked like a woman, he talked like a woman, everything he did. He flirted with people, he was a woman. So we were in this nightclub, and it's pretty dark, of course, Yeah. yeah. and it's about two in the morning, and this crowd of guys are sort of standing over there somewhere, you know, and yeah. I can see them eyeballing, you know, they're looking over to us, and I'm thinking, you know, I, I don't... For me, my mate's a bloke. He's a guy. Yeah. Doesn't 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 connect for me that they're actually clocking him. 
but they're clocking him. So eventually, one of the guys cruises over, and he comes in a direct beeline for my friend, and he gets probably three feet from my friend, and just does this sharp left, and turns around, and goes back towards his mates, and I'm following him, and he says to his mates, it's a guy, it's a guy, it's a guy, he's like, panicked, it's a guy. <laughs> Because he thought he'd like found this tall, um, beautiful, woman. beautiful blonde, blonde right? right? And what he'd actually found was my mate in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's a guy. Uh, you know, the clue was it was Halloween, mate. Everybody was dressed up. You might have thought about that because he was looking like a pretty plain dressed woman. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't outrageous. So. This, uh, That's funny. But he. Em- but my friend definitely embodied the character. He never stepped away from it. It was pretty <laughs> cool. Oops. So that's yeah. It's important, I think, to embody what it is we want to do. Well, I think is you know, th- I mean, that's the point about being present. What you know, people mm-hmm. talking about how important it is to be present. What does that mean? It means embodying what you're doing. Like we're doing a podcast. I don't think about anything else. Yeah. That's I right. don't think about what I'm going to have for dinner while I'm doing the podcast. I don't think about where I'm going to be next Tuesday. I'm not even thinking about the workshop that's coming up, Competitive Edge. Right. Claiming Competitive Edge. I'm not thinking about that. I'm not thinking about my wife. I'm not thinking about my shoes. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm doing the podcast. I'm present. Right. You appear to be exactly the same. Yeah. To be no, present. That's right. So. Everything that's going on outside the walls here is, I'm totally oblivious to Right. It. So that's what it takes. When, you know, when people say, oh, you know, I saw this person and they're just really it's amazing how passionate they are no they're not they're present mm-hmm. that's what makes you passionate that's right I mean uh, you know, the great example for me the greatest example for me is Stephen Hawking mm, yeah Stephen Hawking the guy can't speak yeah he speaks through yeah right he can't move he's not animated yeah you know he's got a little thing in his mouth and he just you know I mean, he looks like he's drunk in a chair. He does. Right? Yep. Because he's got Lou Gehrig's disease. And the guy is engaging. How is it possible that somebody who cannot move, who has no, no uh, facial expression. mannerisms, expression, who cannot speak um, with passion in his voice because he comes through an electronic device, device how does a guy like that engage us? Simple, because he's so present, which makes him actually passionate about what he does, that even though he's speaking electronically, he's totally engaging. That, to me, is the greatest example. Yes, it's important to be animated. Yes, it's important to be energized. Yes, it's important to use your facial features and all those things. But But if you're not, (laughs) no. But if you're not present, you become like the guy you talked about before. You're a guy in a slick suit who's saying the right words, but you're not really present. And then you don't engage the. You don't engage the audience, and everybody gets you're not really authentic. You don't Mm -hmm. really give a crap. It's kind of going logic to logic, in from person to person rather than heart to heart. Exactly. So, you know, I think that that's a really important piece. is, Is about being present. How present are you right. in any given moment? You know, it's, it's interesting because most people's conversations actually take place in the commercial breaks. 
Oh, is that right? Yeah. Especially people in long-term relationships. As they watch the TV show and then they... Commercial break comes on and they say something which they may have been holding for 10 minutes. It may not be about the show. Right, right. You know, they have a conversation which is, as a timeline on it, a th- two, to, two to three minutes, depending on the show. And then <laughs> it's done. Commercial's over, show's on, and everything shuts down. Yeah. So how present are you in that conversation? I mean, fine, if you can speak for three minutes, fine. Are you present? Are you actually present during that conversation? And the answer is, for most people, absolutely not. Yeah, I would think not. Absolutely not. You know, they're they're in a hypnotic state watching their TV show, but they're not present with their partner. Mm -hmm. So it really becomes down to, can you, are you willing to be present? You know, one of the examples I, I gave recently was, you know, somebody said, um, you've started streaming some of your events now. And yeah, we oh, are. Yeah. Yeah. We've streamed some of our events. And we'll stream more as time goes on. Um, really, it's about the technology being good enough. Yeah. Um, it's not about anything else. And the technology is getting better and better all the time. And, and somebody said, you know, that would be great because you're where you are and I'm where I am and I'm in a different country and I can't, you know, I can't be there. And I said, you know what? I could stream the entire thing and you will never, ever, ever get as much out of it as the person in the room. Even if you sat there the whole time and we watched it on streaming over the, over the internet. On a big screen TV. On a big screen TV. You will never be as engaged. And they said, well, yeah, I would because if I really set that time aside. No, you wouldn't because you would still check your email. Somebody would still yeah. come in the room. You'd get up and decide when your lunch is, as opposed to waiting until the seminar tells you it's lunchtime. Right. Here's a break. Here's the exercise. So there's, you know, there's you'd some skip exercises. You skip exercises. Yeah. Or, or you wouldn't work all the way through it. You wouldn't go all the way because there's something that happens in a live event of being present, not only with the the presenter, with the speaker, with the seminar leader, with you know the facilitator, yeah. but with everybody in that room that makes us completely present. That's right. The I've got, the room. goodness me, I have got uh, un- uncountable amounts of home study programs. Yeah. And you've probably got the same, right? Yeah. Home study programs. And I stopped buying home study programs years and years ago, except on one condition. And I only now buy home study programs from people who have seen live. Yeah. So, <coughs> if I can't get to the live event... And I know this is probably not good good advice because people are looking at my own study and thinking right. maybe they should they, maybe they should buy it. That's right. In fact, that noise in the background, if you heard it, was the world collapsing as I was <laughs> talking about this. Right. <laughs> and getting shit from people who were doing marketing for me. But the truth of the matter is, I, I won't buy it unless I've been at a live event. And I'll do more with video than I will with audio. Yeah. But... If I go to the live event and then I get the home study, which is exactly the same material, yeah. then I'll listen to it again, I'll watch it again, because it's a great reminder of what happened. It'll reinforce what happened. It'll definitely reinforce what happened. Yeah. But I, but there's something about being in the room yeah. that gives me all those connections so that when I'm listening to home study, it's got enormous value. I heard a fellow, Blair Singer, talk. He does he has a book called Sales Docs. Mm-hmm. So I heard him speak. It was about an hour talk, and I thought, oh yeah, this is this is why I can't sell, because I think I'm a bulldog when I'm actually a golden retriever. 
Okay. Right? So I was so I figured I needed to gnaw on your leg till you said yes. I'm really bad at doing that, and I feel bad doing that, and everything else. So of course I don't can't sell. <laughs> totally changed my life, right? Right. So he had all he had was a book, his sales dog book, at the back of the room. So I went and spent twenty bucks or whatever it was, and I bought it. Yeah. I was so excited because. Given everything he'd given up on stage, I thought, this book has got to be full of even more great stuff. Right. And it wasn't. No. Everything he said on stage was in the book. Yeah. Nothing in the book wasn't said on stage. Right. And I was so disappointed, right? I mm -hmm. thought, ah, oh, I can't believe it. there's nothing in here that I didn't hear him just say. Three months go by. I pick up the book because I can't remember what he said. Of course. And I'm reading it, and I am now... As disappointed as I was before, I am as delighted now yes. because I'm able to read through this book and re reinforce all those points that he made and it reminded me that I'm not the bulldog and all all those sort of good things. It's like so happy I got it. But would I have got as much out of the book if I hadn't seen him live? I don't think so. For me, I, you know, one of the ways I think that learning, and this is one of the things you know because you've been at our live events, I don't think learning is linear. I think we're, we're trained to believe that it's linear, mm -hmm. and so if you go to something and you learn something, that you've learned it. And what I know for sure is if I can learn, it doesn't matter if it's the same material, if I can learn the same thing in a multitude of different ways, there's a much better chance of me getting it. Yeah. So if I, and, and I've done this, I, I can show you copies of this. I've got the book. Yeah. I've got the book on tape. Yeah. Book on audio. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the same thing, unabridged, word for word, yeah. that I've got the book. Yeah. And people say, well, why the hell did, he, did, you, did you buy the audio if you had the book? Because I want to be able to listen to it while I'm driving. I want to be reminded. Well, you already read the book. Yeah, but I want to be reminded. Well, right. why did you buy the book? Because I like to highlight. Right. I like to highlight. I can't highlight a CD. I can't highlight an MP3. So I like to highlight the book. Oh, Okay. But then you went and saw the guy live, and you said it was exactly the same thing. Because there's something about being in the presence of somebody who is speaking right. about the, what it is they're passionate about that allows me to get it at a deeper level. And while I'm there, I take notes. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got it on four different levels. Right. I've got taking notes. I've got reading. I've got writing the, uh, the notes that I'm taking. So yeah. reading. I've got writing. I've got listening because I've got yeah. the audio. And I've got being present visually with the person in the yeah. room. And I've got the emotional connection of being in the room with other people who are also part of the resonance of wanting that information. That's right. And for me, every time, that's the way to go. Yeah. Highly recommend that. If you read my books, get your ass to a live event. Absolutely. Get your, don't make any excuses. And I know you've got them. I know you've got great ones. We've all got great excuses. Get your ass to a live event. And people say to me, how can you say that? You know what? It's really simple. And I'll say this now, and some people are going to be offended by it, and some people are going to think it's conceited, and I'm willing to take that risk. Take it, But, but I'll tell you, the truth of the matter is, attend one of my live events. It will change the way you walk, it will change the way you talk, it will change the way you see the world, it will change the way you see yourself, and it will change what shows up in your life. And I say that without any hesitation at all. Your life will be dramatically better in a minimum of one area and probably many areas when you commit to being at our events. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. And so, and like you say, every time you do an event, it's a brand new event. And, absolutely. And I find that there are different layers and you get deeper and deeper into it. And 
and there are different issues that people work on at different times in their lives. Absolutely, and the analogy I've given to people is, I want you to imagine that it's a cold winter's day. What are you wearing on top? What are you wearing? Uh, probably a flannel shirt and jeans and a sweater. Okay. And, and oh, am I indoors or am outdoors. I outdoors? Oh, and a parka and a toque and some gloves and some boots. Um, so underneath your flannel shirt, is there anything? Uh, a t-shirt. So you've got a t-shirt, flannel shirt. Sweater. Sweater. Parka. Parka. Okay. Now I say, we're outside. I want you to use Try Dove soap. Try Spingles Fungal soap. So I give you the soap, and you've got nowhere to go. How's the soap? It's pretty useless. Yeah, you have no experience of it, right? Right. You can get a smell of it, you can get a sense of it, but that's about all. Yeah. So I say, oh, well, the problem is you've got a parka on. That's why you can't experience it. <laughs> and you've got gloves on. So you take off the gloves, and you take off the parka. Now use the soap. How is it? And not that good. Well, it's better than it was before, because now you can feel it on your hands. Yeah, but I'm freezing. Yeah. <laughs> well, so now let's, you know, now, now oh, let's, it's now warmer. Let's, okay, but now let's take you inside. Oh, okay. So you still got all the gear on, but we're inside. Okay, and I take the park off and my gloves off. Yeah, I've got a better, I got a touch of it. You know, I can kind of rub it on the back of my hands. Right. Like. So now, okay, so we've now, so we've taken the parker off. Yeah. So now let's take the sweater off. Now use the dove soap. No, I still can't. Still can't get anywhere, right? Yeah. So now, until you are able to fully strip down and go in the shower and use this, this soap, whatever it might be, now you have experience of what that's like on your skin. Yeah. It's kind of like that with consciousness. The first time you get the information, it often is landing on that outer layer mm, right. of your consciousness, and hopefully some of it will seep through. Yeah. But then you, you next time you come back, the next time you have experienced that material, so, like I said, even if it's in those different ways that I talked about, or reattending a program, it's like you took off some more layers. And maybe even when you went home, you worked on it some more, and you stripped away some more layers. And when you come back, it's like, now I get it. Right. And that's why you know this, because you've attended programs, my programs, multiply. And you come back and you go, was I even at this program? Yeah. Right, yeah. So it's like my parker was here. Yeah, that's right. The parker was there, but nothing else. But, but I, I, I certainly wasn't. Now, wow. And that's the same thing, is the willingness to strip away the layers. And practice, too. And practice, of course. Yeah. I mean, you know. You, you don't have shower once. Well, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, that's right. Uh, you know, and, and I've had that similar experience where I've, I've seen somebody speak and I've, I, they actually got a, a video, a, a seven video set or something, uh, audio set and it had a PDF on one of the CDs so mm -hmm. I printed that off because I actually preferred to read Right. and I came to one part and I read it like a paragraph like ten times and just didn't get it Right. and then I listened to it specifically because I wanted to get this part so right. I got that CD out and I listened to it He everything was, it was either he either read it or it was a transcriptionist Transcript of both, yeah. Yeah, it was, was no difference in the words. Yeah. So he just read that, and when he read it, I got it. Sure. It was just like, oh, yeah, that's what he means. Couldn't get it right. at all. Because there's something in tonality, and if you're watching that on video, there's, there's you know, so something the audio is something as tonality versus the written word. Yeah. There's a tonality in the tone 
of the way a person speaks, and then you watch it, and there's something in the mannerisms and the energy of that yeah. person yeah. that allows for the same message to have a completely different meaning. Yeah. Or, so to, or to be gotten. Yeah. It wasn't so, before. so you can get it in ways you just could not get it before. Yeah. And that's really an, an important thing to understand. So we actually need the same information oftentimes in multiple ways in order for it to soak in. Yeah. And for us to really get it. Well, I guess we're out of time again. Wow, it goes so fast. It does indeed. We hope that you've really enjoyed this particular podcast. And again, think about the challenges you can get with this. Think about what it is you think you know because you've learned it in a particular way. And the challenge for you is to go away and re-immerse yourself in what it is you think you know. Read the book again. Read your highlights again. Pull out your notes that you wrote on it. Reattend the seminar. Listen to the audios again. Watch the videos again. You will be shocked at how much you've missed um, either forgotten or just did not get yeah. um, with anything that you're learning. There's nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing, nothing beats being in a live event. I know no. we've got the internet and, and people are talking about virtual, but there's nothing. And, and of course, for me, it's always you meet extraordinary people. Well, that's the thing. And that's you, have, you have a richness of experience that you just can't get from your basement. I hate to yeah. tell you that, right? You've got a very nice basement. Uh, we all like your basement. I like my basement. But, you know, getting out into a group of people and a crowd and making those connections. and, and changes everything. It does. And they, the feedback of, wow, like I got this out of that. You did? Oh. And then now all of a sudden I've got a deeper experience because I've got that feedback from other people of exactly. their experience. So once again, thanks for tuning in. Remember to tell your friends to tune in. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Leave us your comments and your feedback. You can find out more of these shows, of course, through iTunes, in case you're not getting it through iTunes, which means that you can listen to it on your smartphones, you can listen to it on your iPad, and remember, you can get the Dove Baron app uh, through the the App Store. So all kinds of great ways, and uh, we've got Competitive Edge coming up, so if you want to find out about that, you can go to cycedge.com. C-Y-C-Edge.com or of course you can just go to DogBaron.com and find out more and also if you want to find out more about my co-host and the co-executive producer of the Quantum Mind Mastery <laughs> uh, radio show go to Meet Scott Patton P-A-T-O-N dot com That's meat as in M-E-E not as in the piece of meat <laughs> That's right Meet Scott Patton P A T-O-N dot com and uh, you can find out more about Scott too and all the great things he's up to yeah all the stuff I'm doing I just put on there and uh, it'll be great to connect with everybody okay so until next time guys live with courage